Oh, Chira, you come again with all these your problems. You never listen to me. Hmm. Maybe not listening to you is why my life is actually full of problems. If only there was a way to listen to Anu advice and Chidera problems all the time. Oh, wait. Hey, hey guys. guys. Welcome to the Care Pack. I'm Anu, the talkative. And I'm Chidera, the creative. And we're your hosts. Now, it's time to unpack the Care Package. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Care Package. It's episode 25 and we have a special guest with us today. Um, we'll let her introduce herself. Hi, my name is Haja. Um, I am a, a, a woman, a podcaster as well. I host a film and television podcast called Downtime with Haja. So make sure to check it out if you're interested and yeah that's me okay so guys yeah okay um yeah so we've been really excited to do this collab with Haja for the past few weeks and we were like this girl she has insights she has insight so this episode is (laughs) going to be about screaming (laughs) so in this episode we're going to talk about feminism we're going to talk about attitudes towards feminism in Nigeria especially because probably I'm not finished inside that country and yeah we're just going to talk about how it's developed over years yeah okay so it should be an interesting day very interesting (laughs) because we're not here to you know tell you guys why you should be feminist we're just discussing if you need to know why or what it is open google I'm not period that package does period. not do that but like period of you that don't even know what it is feminism is like equal rights for women basically like equal pay equal this. a lot of people especially here in like Nigeria a lot of people don't really get that especially like men men in Nigeria were always like the whole NSARS like when the feminist code like basically took over the whole thing even though what they were doing was obviously good, a lot of men, especially in Nigeria, were still like, oh, feminist coven, they want to get rid of all the men. Yeah. You know what I think? I used to think, like, Anu, I used to be like, oh, they just don't know what it means. Like, they just don't get it. But you know what I've realized? They do get it. They just don't like it. That is, like, I think that this, this the, the way that they try to kind of subvert what people, what, like, feminists' message are and the way that they try to turn it into something violent, something that's going to take over and rob them of, like, their masculinity and their power. I think it's because they actually don't want women to have anything because they know that women having something is, like, a step to, like, I don't know, like, the women saying no to rubbish. And they hate that. So yeah. I don't think that they don't understand what, like, they want to uphold that. I actually think that that's what it is. Yeah, I think I agree with that in the sense of, obviously, Nigeria is a very traditional country and has a lot of traditional views. So a lot of men are used to just having um, their own way. Like, nobody ever has ever questioned that oh the man is meant to be the head of the house the man is supposed to be the breadwinner the man is supposed to mm-hmm. do this and this and this and nobody has ever questioned that and now that people are now coming out to say actually what we've been doing it doesn't really make any sense like why why does it bother you guys so much if for example your spouse is earning more than you and they just they're just not happy with that at all because they always thought okay i'll grow up and i'll be this entitled person and i'll have everything that i I'm supposed to have in quotes, but I think they've been a bit upset by the kind of uprising in feminism. 
in Nigeria as a whole. And now it has kind of come to the effect that a lot of women now sometimes feel afraid, kind of, to say that they're feminists. Like, there are lots of people who wouldn't boldly say, oh, yeah, I'm a feminist in this country. I agree with what Anu said. And it's mainly because, like, like, I think you mentioned before, they've turned it into something else. And I think, like, okay, so a classic example is on Insta blog. You're always reading those stories about how, like, a man went out with a mm. woman, a feminist, and he said she should pay for the dinner and take her own taxi home. Like, it's that's not what it is. Like, they, they like nonsense. <laughs> they Don't are- get me started on those type of people. <laughs> Don't get me started on those type of people. Imagine. Oh, God, the- the dissonance in their brains like for them to be like can you imagine imagine someone's like i would like to live a life that guarantees me the same safety and security that you have and your first thing that comes to your head is so you want me to to be able to so i can beat you men can finally beat women are you sick that means you have issues that means you have issues (laughs) that's the first thought that comes to your mind you have issues and you need to work that out it's just because i feel like and sometimes a lot of men try to be like intentionally obtuse so like you would say like the example that chidara gave like if i'm out on a date for example and i say i'm a feminist and the guy's like oh so then why don't you just pay for your own food then like why must it be that black and so white? Weird. Like, like honestly, like why must it be that black and white? Like they always like to um, they always I like to pick to like add on to what you said. I think one of my biggest frustrations with people, like in discourse in general, like people are so like like they're so adamant to hold on to binary oppositions. Like it has to be this or that. When life is literally so complex and there's nuance and layers to everything. Yeah. Like at the end of the day like it's, it's, it's so daft like it's so daft like like the the false it's such a false equivalency for somebody to be like i want equal rights and you're like pay for your dinner yeah. like what yeah. i definitely like what binary thing like in nigeria we kind of pick and choose where things apply so you see some men that be like yeah yeah i support feminism this is this but like when they're talking about like hard hitting issues like politics or something crazy, they'd be like, "Ooh, it's not a woman's place to discuss like that. It's not ladylike." Like, the hell are you actually saying? How? how like, ugh. oh my gosh, it's not ladylike. Is possibly the worst phrase that has ever been invented. Yeah, yeah, I think that. Yeah. What does that even mean? Another another statement I hate: beauty and brains. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ugh. Actually, ugh, just ugh. <laughs> nah, it just shows you that in this place problem plenty sha and i think it has i think it also has to do with lack of education as well like definitely especially especially mm-hmm. in some parts of nigeria where like educating the girl child is not really favored like they're just seen as people that yeah common married off mm-hmm. um as soon as possible i think yeah that's yeah people don't 100 people don't see the value of a woman like i'm yeah sorry so i'm from the north right and there's a lot of people who think like that and like also and there's also another class of it as well there's and then there's the people who think like oh you should be grateful like that your family is even educated you like you should be like oh like those kind of people that are like oh you could have you could have not gone to university but i paid for you to go to university I think, so I think, like do you get what i mean like so therefore like yeah so they even acknowledge 
that they even acknowledge so this is the thing about it for me right so you even acknowledge that there's something exponentially better about my life because I'm catered because I have that you know and you're 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 using it like as a threat like you're holding it over my head it's ridiculous like a lot of husbands you hear they'll be like oh i just won't but it's fair that a lot of husbands around the country i just i won't pay for your school i won't do this for you i won't do this for you it's like babes i feel like that whole thing is just like so deep rooted in our culture like it's always like oh as a girl like i think we spoke about this a few episodes a few episodes ago it's like you're going from your father's house to your husband's house like there's just never mm-hmm. any- 100% like you're always supposed to be dependent on a man. This is this. Like, for me, like, considering, like, I've got, we've gone to school in England, where it's actually, like, illegal if your child is under 16 and not going to school. Like, here, there's so many kids yeah. going to school. And it's, it's just mind-boggling how people are using education to hold people hostage. Like, it's crazy. Well, like, like what? Are you not ashamed of yourself? Are you not embarrassed? <laughs> I'm not just a baby maker. Like, I just don't get it. Like, exactly. You know? Yeah, and I think similarly to what I was saying, what we were saying in a couple of episodes is that it's not encouraged for a woman to have everything like it's not you're not meant to be able to be able to be like financially stable on your own move out have your own apartments have your job like and it's not it's not a lot of people are like oh if somebody says they're dedicated to their career for example like they're not trying to get married right now a lot of men find that intimidating it's an issue why why is it that you are allowed to go and focus on your career and do whatever you like and for me when i see it it's about power that's what it's about good they're just tapped that's all it is you start saying you're doing people of agency they will always be depending on you you know like it's it's actually insane and it's for example when this um when the whole sex for grace thing the kikimodi drama versus the oge obi woman that happened the other day um yeah i didn't even understand that yeah so basically uh, as many of you probably know um a documentary titled sex for grace came out about a year and a half ago or so um and it was spearheaded by a journalist named um kiki modi she's also been quite um prominent in the nsars movement but that is aside so she was basically the main man behind or the main woman behind um the Sex for Grace documentary and she's won a lot of awards and she's come into the limelight because of it. Um, when BBC first posted the documentary, they said it was done by Kiki Modi and um, Kemi Alabi, which is actually an alias for what we know is now Oge Obi, who elected to remain anonymous during the whole thing. Um, and I think a couple of years later, well now, maybe in like August, she had a whole thread on Twitter about how or you're just taking credits for something that doesn't belong mm-hmm. to you and you never have you you don't have the range to do these things that they think you you did and like um um I had done most of the work before you came in and just became the face of everything blah blah blah, blah. but at the time she didn't name Kiki she just mm-hmm. you know said all those things and then I don't know why but the thread came back up again mm-hmm. recently and then people were like oh yeah it's Kiki it's Kiki it's Kiki and then that's when it was now revealed that um, Oge was the Kemi Alabi who had chosen to remain anonymous during that time, which is, I guess, why she hadn't won any awards or gotten any recognition. But I think she was just a bit angry about that because Kiki had won all these awards and she hadn't, she had allegedly not thanked all the other people that contributed to the project. 
um, I don't really know what is true if Kiki had actually taken all the credit for herself or not. But the reason why I brought up the thing, um, and I think it led to Oge um, feeling suicidal, I guess, maybe the buildup of everything that's happened over um, the year and a half. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, the reason why I brought that up is not really oh, because wow. of what happened. It's mainly because a lot of men then use that as an opportunity to be like, oh, <laughs> you see, again, these feminist women, this is what they do. They claim to be feminists and then they end up hating on each other and they drive one person to suicide and blah, 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 blah. And I was like... Oh, my like, God. Not exactly, that. Exactly. For me, it was just like, how did they <sighs> find a way to spin this? And they just made it seem as if Kiki was an evil person, basically. Definitely. And she's obviously a prominent member of the feminist cause. So they're like, uh-huh, you see them feminists again. I feel like for me, the only thing mm-hmm. wrong with it, especially when Oge was like, at some point in the thread, like Anu said, we didn't know whether she was talking about Kiki but she now said that, oh, the person, at least I don't have to sleep with people, get what I want or something. And I was like, bro, that's the most disrespectful thing you can ever say to a woman. As far as me, I'm concerned. That was just too much for me. I was like, I beg. Beef aside, you should not have said that. Yeah, honestly, um, I didn't. Yeah, what? I don't know. I just was saying, like, I hate this idea, like, this idea that, women like cannot have disagreements within each other and that we must always be one with each other is so like i don't understand it. it's such a dumb idea like it's just like okay women are a monolith and they see that they're feminist and they're k-fairs but on an interpersonal level can people not disagree ha! like <laughs> what sort of daft take like do you know what i mean like i just think yeah. i don't really understand the like this thing about oh you guys are feminists but you're fighting ah, so we're not like I, like what like does that even make sense like Boy, see, that's allowed again outside nice club sha but <laughs> well <laughs> oh but that's a really interesting and story I think, like I, wow I had no idea yeah I think they also used it as an opportunity to say oh you're saying you're feminist and you're saying you're trying to uplift women, but look, you did this whole sex for great thing. I didn't even put a spotlight on all the people that helped you out. But obviously, the Oge mm-hmm. um, woman wanted to remain anonymous. Like, there's not much you can do there. Obviously, they still use it as an, as an excuse to vilify, um, vilify Kiki. Definitely. And also, like, me and Anu did speak about this. Like, the whole thing for me... She was saying, yeah, she wasn't giving credit, but I'm so sorry. Like, am I wrong to think when you want to remain anonymous, the credit is also anonymous. The babe was like, Kemi Alabi, Oge will be potato, potato. I was like, it's like me and Anu winning an award for the care package and Anu's real name isn't Anu. She now comes forward and was like, yeah, my real name's Teresa and I want credit for the care package. Everyone's going to be like, are you actually sick in the head? I just yeah, get what she meant. Like... The whole thing was a bit blown out of proportion. I just didn't... I just don't understand how we ended up in suicide. I was a bit, like, shocked how we got there. Um, But thank God she's fine, Sha, I think. Yeah, no, they said Uh, she's fine. Yeah, thank God for that. Yeah, no, speaking about, like, for those of you that don't know, the Feminist Coalition was one of the prominent best things about NSARS. Like, they were basically our government because our government wasn't answering us. They were very, all the money they got, they were very, for real. they were this, they were that. And obviously, 
Mr. Hey, I won't say his name before they go and lock me up in cage. Anyways, uh, President said he released a voice note and said that you people if you protest again, I'll beat you. So obviously, feminist coalition came to a halt. And one of the girls tried to go on holiday and they halted her. One man now came and said, see, you're spending your money going to frivolous places. Everyone's like, you people just wait to just attack. They're like, actually so do. sick. It's so just... funny though, because these people, they think, this is the thing, right? Like Nigerians are so entitled. Like Very. they think, I don't understand. Like, so I didn't have a life before you. Honestly, honestly it's the same with fk as well like i used to listen to her before this whole thing so she she's an enjoyment minister everybody knows that so now if she wants to live her life now people now be coming to her to say hello you you're supposed to be focusing on the nation and i'm like your elected officials are not focusing on the nation why is it now somebody that decided to do good for you guys that that should be focusing on the nation no those guys i don't i just think it irks the government so much that like, they were like, okay, NSARS isn't getting loads of traction. But, like, Feminist Coalition was on Beyonce's website. Like, Jack retweeted us. Like, it was irking them. It was it was hitting them up. They couldn't they couldn't stand the idea of a, oh, God, the pain them Nigerian. And I think, okay, I think yeah. if we want to speak on, on the other hand, a lot of people could argue that there's a form of radical feminism that is now off-putting people from the movement as a whole what are you guys thoughts hmm. on that ciao let me okay <laughs> let me start this is this is a subject that a lot to unpack guys so this is the truth right i wouldn't call myself a messengerist i don't think i would call myself that but i'm definitely leaning towards the end of the spectrum because this is the thing masculinity and men are so violent and they don't even realize it and that is what is so oppressive about them Mm. and that is why it annoys the hell out of me when people say like oh you can only you should be this type of feminist nigga no Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) like i hate when people try and police feminists i hate when people try and police activism in general you cannot tell it's it's gaslighting it's gaslighting to tell people who are oppressed and who have been who are marginalized how and how not they can react to their oppressor if my feminism is is radical and violent it is because i have been pushed to that point if my feminism is angry it is because inequality makes me mad and it I, I actually think of it as um it is actually like like this is something i'm so against it's, it's emotional terrorism to say to somebody what? that they are too angry for being oppressed like i just i just hate that so much and for the people who say things like you're making you're giving feminism a bad name no i'm not there is a spectrum. If you're not willing to accept that the way all of life is, there are complexities and layers and range to everything, then get the fuck. Like, you're just not ready to think critically. And that's your problem. Like, because no one asked you to not think critically. And I don't know, like, it just really, really upsets me when people say, like, this type of feminist is giving them a bad name mm-hmm. or you're too angry or you're too mad. It's the same way white people are like, when black other black people try to do respectability politics and they're like, oh, you 
you have to be a good black. You have to be this type of black so the white people can listen to you. So like what? Like yeah. I just yeah. no, it's just it's it's just seems like a very violent thing. Like it's just all too violent for me. And it gets me so riled up. And I just believe that, um, like, I used to be one of those people that would say stuff like, oh, like, I used to get, I used to find it super weird and I used to hate it when people didn't, like, would be like, oh, I believe in women's equality, but I'm not a feminist. I used to be so angry at people like that. I used to be like, you are a feminist, just shut up. You're so annoying. But now, <laughs> over time, especially this 2020, Black Lives Matter, everything, and the people label, people labeling themselves something is labeling themselves as an ally to or as a member of. So I stopped really caring about what people label themselves as because a lot of people like putting ally, feminist, and all of this stuff in their bio. And it really is just a signal. A lot of it is really just a signal. Like, not that I'm judging people who do this because feminist is in my bio as well. Um, but you know what I mean? It is just a signal. You know, it's so that people who are like you can recognize that you're one of them or people yeah. that you can tell people from hey, hey, hey. Because people have, like, I don't know how to explain it. How do I explain it? People have associations with certain words, signaling people an idea of who you are, what you stand for. I'm this type of person. I'm this type of person. And even though that's very, like, limiting, it is just a general way that we move on the internet, for example. And I don't know, like, I just think that there's nothing wrong with radical feminism because a lot of the people who got women where they are now were radical feminists. People have to be like, if you're fighting a system that is violent, you have to fight it with the violence. You're not going to, you're not going to liberate yourself by shaking hands. Nigga, no. So sorry. That's just my <laughs> two cents on the whole no. thing. That I was get- a rant, but yeah, that's just my. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to say for me, I would, yeah, I'm definitely a feminist. I would definitely class myself as a feminist. Um, And I also think it's a bit insulting when somebody says, oh, you're too angry. You shouldn't, you're giving feminism a bad name, blah, 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 blah. But for me, it's just like, there's some things that are classed as feminist or feminist acts that I don't really seem to understand the correlation. So for example, um, for example. Tell me more about that. Yeah, for example, um, the whole, um, um, like, there was a woman who ran a marathon and she was on her period and she didn't wear a part of a tampon and she, like, the whole free bleeding thing. Like, I don't really understand that in context to feminism. Mm. And Mm. also, um, sometimes when people Mm. are talking about how... Even um, me, I don't understand that one. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't get, like... Okay, I can understand you wanting to be liberated, but I mean, first of all, it's kind of a hygiene thing, but is me saying it's a hygiene thing, is that just deep-rooted misogyny? I don't know, Mm. but I don't really, I don't really get that. And I also feel like they're kind of bigger issues. And it's the same with people who don't, no longer want to use the pronoun she, and they want to change it to like, z-h-e or something like that or z-e like or zer like i don't really i don't really get that yeah i think that's all useless so the the you know how people write women with an x now i don't yeah. understand it and i never yeah, have that's me for me well. it's what i call it's one of these like empty symbolic gestures that is actually 
I don't know. Like, I, see, you said that I don't want to be so dismissive of it because if there's a community or communities that feel like it's a more inclusive te- term, then shout out to them. But personally, I will never use it, and I think it's useless. And I, funny enough, like I've spoken again though i'm not going to generalize an entire community but i've spoken to some queer people and for them like the term means nothing to them it doesn't do anything for them and they're just like i don't use it either because child like it doesn't make a difference but of course this that's a very small representation of a very large com- community yeah but i because i just remember i think that that was what the term was meant to do it was meant to include everyone who presented as a woman or presented femme um but yeah, I don't get that. I think about the bleeding and just in general, and there's something you said that I find really interesting, you know, like just things that there are better things to do. I like, I don't know, like, I don't know that I, hmm, I don't know that I like that term, girl. Like, I feel like I agree with you 100% in that fighting like female genital mutilation could be seen as a more urgent feminist, yeah. like, objective than i don't know like i don't know free bleeding or whatever that is i have no idea what that is but i think that's just a lot of white feminism white feminism is so <sighs> what well, even just about to get into that <laughs> yeah just quickly like to it's just just like i agree with what anna said like some of the like that free bleeding, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I don't understand. But I also, like, I really like what I don't understand it either. Has just said about like they've been driven to that point, so it can't really be seen as aggressive. Like the way you react is like how far you've been driven. Like if you've just been driven up to the wall, you're going to like react like violently. And I think that's a very interesting point of view to look at it so thank you for saying that it's really you know changed my perspective on it a bit cheers thank you um (laughs) yeah but like i you know white feminism as a construct as a concept it's so there's just so many things that are uh, white women are they're a plague to society I, I just like the free bleeding is such a white feminist thing so it is like I, I also think that a lot of white women seek oppression where there isn't oppression right I think that there's personal like you have a personal relationship to your period you have your personal relationship to your cycle that is yours to own that with the exception of things like period poverty, which, you know, affects a lot of people. If free bleeding is not a statement, is is free bleeding a statement on period poverty? If it is, then it's an active, then it's a useful form of activism. But if it isn't, if it's just women should bleed, I just think that's a lot of white feministy stuff. Um, And it's just not, it's just not a fight I think that is I don't know, like white feminists take the spotlight to bleed in a marathon or whatever. And you have grassroots activists of color um, that are queer and they're fighting for their lives so that they can actually just live and survive a normal life. And they're always overshadowed. Like, you know, the whole Bella Thorne OnlyFans thing, like white feminism just, so the thing about white feminism is that 
it's not trying to get rid of oppression for all women. It's trying to give you the power that is, it's trying to get white women into the male cis-hetero white supremacist power structure. They're not trying to distribute the power to women. They're trying to get on the level of their oppressors. Does that make sense? So like, that's why their feminism is not inclusive because for them, it's a pursuit of more power rather than a breakdown of that power and like a rebuilding of the entire system. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it does. does. Yeah. So you just end up as an oppressor to other marginalized women. Yeah, because you usurp the power from your oppressor or some of the power from your oppressor. Yeah, that's why things like girl boss, girl power, child, move over. God, girl Just, power is like yeah. <laughs> girl power, CEO power, and all of that. Yeah. There's nothing I hate more than CEO. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I definitely agree with that because white women already have some form of power in that they're white. They already have that. Oh, um, so with them. Their own type of feminism, like facts, I, and they know that, and they know that facts. Sorry, yeah. just facts. <laughs> they know that. So when they're having their marches and their rallies and they're doing their things, I don't think there are lots of things that they don't take into consideration. That oh, like let us also include. Like on the surface, they think okay, I went to this feminist march and there were loads of people from different backgrounds there. That's cool, but like do those people actually feel the impact of what the feminist movement is doing mm-hmm. that's the question and that's what matters i definitely agree with what was said about like them trying to find oppression where there's none like i just feel like sometimes when they're like yeah like i definitely think they're looking for power over not equality because they already have like white women tend to have more how do I say? I don't want to say rights because it's not rights, but I don't know the word. But like they tend to have more, they, they tend to have more things to do, things they are able to do than black women. And they're like, yeah, equality. And they're fighting for more things to do instead of like fighting for the black women to be able to do the things they can currently do, if I'm making sense. It's a very weird. Facts. Facts. Very weird system. Yeah. So they're not fighting for redistribution distribution of power at all you know because they have and, and this is the thing right like whiteness we already know has its association and white women white femininity has its power in itself like it is a power to be a white woman you know you are more delicate you are more fragile the world protects you the world sympathizes with you the world thinks you know like the world thinks you are precious and sacred and you're a black woman and you're just not those things you have to be you have to be strong you have to fend for yourself you're not protected you're not seen as sacred nobody gives a damn people are reckless with your life and your health because nobody gives a damn so um there's there's a lot of I think it's so interesting to go on this question because I've really 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 been thinking about allyship these past couple months and what it means whether it's useful whether it isn't and I I've actually come to the conclusion that there's just no such thing as allies you know I I just don't think that it's possible because the premise of allyship for a lot of allies you know people who call themselves allies is trying to say that they understand your experience which is the first mistake because you can never understand my experience that is the point 
That is literally the point that you can never understand my experience. Yet allyship begins on this very shaky, false foundation that we all understand each other because we are women. Babes, no. Your reality is not my reality. We live entirely different lives. If you are a white woman from New York, um, you're, maybe you're struggling up um, lower middle class or you know, you're a worker, your struggles are not the same as a working class woman from Ghana. You know, you just don't have the same reality. There are cultural nuances. There are, you know, like even, let's even move it. You're another black woman in America. You don't share the same life as her. The world sees her differently. The world sees you differently. And I just think that our biggest problem is trying to find unity all the time. No, we're different. Let's use that. You know what I mean? Like, we are different. Our lives are different. They will never be the same. Or in our lifetime, maybe for our children, it could be the same. But for right now, our lives will not be the same. And focusing on trying to, you know, pull us together um, based on, like, our womanhood is not enough. Because our womanhood is... You can't even compare white womanhood to black womanhood. You know what I mean? Like, they're not the same thing. Um, Sorry, I hope... I got my point across. Definitely agree with that, especially the part where you were like, we need to stop trying to, you know, unify on like, we're just women. Like we need to start putting other factors into place. Like we can't just be like, yeah, yeah, you're a woman, I'm a woman, let's do this. Like there are other things that come into play. And I like how you touched on that. And you even said like the differences are even extend to like black women in America and black women in Africa. Like, we need to start realizing There's another gap there. Yeah. I think I just want to say it also goes back to that whole equality versus equity thing. So within everybody or all of us fighting for equality, I think there also needs to be a spotlight on who needs extra helping out, depending like depending on, you know, what their issues are, what extra issues they have, apart from the main like gender equality issue. So yeah, I think just to round up what do you guys think is needed right now to push the feminist movement as forward as it needs to be in nigeria especially because we have a fundamental problem here first off we need to we need to step out of this mindset that you know girls are inferior to boys girls are this like we're baby makers we're servants we're supposed to kneel down when you're feeding your husband we need to step out of this because times are changing like now you're seeing loads of women ceos in nigeria isn't it your good hair that sells wigs for nearly one m like people need to wake up and realize that like they need to start treating women like the equal like before we even talk to equality let's talk about with basic respect man like why is it always when a woman has money say ah that was wrong girl she's doing this like we need to step basic respect is needed first maybe you can move from respect to equality but basic respect that's what we need that's what me i think for me it's just education it's down to education and i don't know how we're going to manage to do that with the type of government that we have currently but i think a lot of um a lot of the animosity towards feminism in nigeria is stemmed from um education a lot of men i don't know obviously men who are just about to say yeah men who are adults now is obviously going to be hard to teach them or to change their minds that's fine they're gonna die soon anyway but i think for the boys that are growing up 
it's very important that they are not taught that oh let me just um treat women however i like let me just um um let me just be rude to these people because i'm gonna inherit all this money and i'm gonna be the breadwinner of the house and i'm gonna um enslave my wife like i think they first need to be taught that look you are not anybody superior you are human being just like everybody else and there also needs to be a lot of um educating and pushing for girls as well to be able to stand their ground because like we mentioned earlier like a lot of nigerian women are now ashamed to even say that they're feminists because they don't want people like they don't want all the backlash so we need to be encouraging people more to be like yes i'm a feminist yes i'm proud and yes one day i hope that there will be equality i think that's what needs to happen yeah i think that i the education point for me but i'm making a focus on women's education women's literacy women's more women female teachers that are actually educating women people um more representation in positions of power and authority obviously not if these people are stupid because if you have a stupid person representing you are more (laughs) i don't know about that but no yeah but like in general i think we need we need 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 um, especially because I'm from the north, so I'm very passionate about this. Um, educating young women all around Nigeria, they just need that education because once they get their brains switched on in anything, not even just telling them that they're equal, but they will know that they are equal once they can engage their brain and realize that they are just as competent, just as active, just as able, you know, and so you won't even need to tell them they will find that within themselves that they can you know take on the world and do all of these things and yeah just hopefully that we get to a point where we have a state or a government that cares about us enough to invest in our human capital and our people because there's just so many wonderful things that women are able to do even without an education and without uh, the resources we, we we still do phenomenal things so I just want us to actually have those basic foundations and see how it just completely transforms our life definitely well guys it's been a very you know intellectual discussion I feel like I've learned some things I hope you guys have taken some things away why not edu- like it's a very interesting discussion nice to hear everyone's point of view But sadly, we have come to the worst part of the care package. That is all we had for you guys today. Follow us on Instagram at Care Package Pod. Also, follow Downtime with Hajer and listen to her podcast as well. Pretty good. Um, Thank you. Yeah, um, follow Downtime with Hajer on Instagram and let me know what you think of my podcast. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you for being here. I really enjoyed this. I would love to be back. You know, you know, guys, you guys, they don't know that I'm I'm their biggest fan. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Okay. So, yeah, so maybe you guys will see Hajer again sometime soon. If you enjoyed it, let us know and we'll have her back. Okay. Um, so yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 This package has been signed, sealed, and delivered. Thank you.